and shit guys so how the fuck about that i have theme song music i guess (laughs) i don't know how to refer to it i got a song niggas welcome 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 to travel and shit your new favorite travel podcast where i your host d carrie have an experiential conversation about travel as opposed to focusing on the destination i discuss more of how travel has impacted myself, my guests, and uh, have a discussion about the experiences and how we are better for having been outside of our own communities. Um, So I don't really feel a way just because it's my show, so I can kind of do what the fuck I want to do, right? But I didn't really mention that Happy fucking two years, guys. Two years. So October is anniversary month. I, for the life of me, have yet to really deep dive into, um, I guess, the archives and figure out what the actual release date was of the podcast, whether it be the 10th, 11th, 12th. I don't know. It was sometime around then in good old 2018. And uh, we've been traveling and shit for two years now, guys. And the kid is a bit, you know, I don't want to say nostalgic, but I'm excited. Like, if y'all didn't know me personally before this, I'm your flake friend. I'm loyal. But flake, I will say flake in terms of showing up as much as I will ramp around the world and hop on a a flight I really don't want to go to your parties you know what I mean like I'm just not uh, really a party kind of girl I um don't really do get-togethers and the such so if I can't get in in chucks or if like somebody's not coming to pick me up I generally don't want to go um but For my friends that do know me real life, I can absolutely um, promise you that they will tell you how wildly loving and dope that I am. So I just have that little bit of just not really being consistent with a lot of things. And you know what? As not as a non slight to myself, I would say that I just move with the spirit, if you will. I let my inspiration move me. And sometimes I just lose inspiration. I've started a ton of different little creative endeavors across and I guess throughout my life. And I'm really excited to say that this podcast has definitely been something that I have stayed consistent with and continued to follow up with. And I'm really excited about that. And I'm excited that you guys are here with me. So in celebration of two years, there are a couple of things that I wanted to give away. First, the fuck of all, if y'all haven't noticed, there's merch. Um, 
it's hot in here, so I don't have my um, sweatshirt on. But I really do like the um, embroidered sweatshirts. <laughs> personal, personal fave. Um, between the sweatshirts and the hoodies. And what else do I have with me here? I got pens, I got hats, I got a lot of stuff. And I really just started doing it because I wanted to wear my own stuff as promo as opposed to wearing somebody else's stuff. And, ha, surprise, y'all wanted some. So I am giving 10% off on merch for those of you that joined the mailing list. I promise you, I tell y'all this every week, I don't want to send a million emails, so you're not going to get a a million emails. Um... So sign up for the mailing list. There is going to be a link specifically in the episode description box for you to get the code sent to you. So make sure that wherever you're listening to this, because this is a giveaway for listeners. So for those of you that actually listen to the podcast, y'all know that there is a um, discount code. So go to the um, description box and get you your, uh, what do you, what did I just say was discount 10% for travel and ship merch. Um, And I am also doing a hoodie giveaway. I will, the tie-dye hoodie seems to be the most popular one, um, but y'all can have whatever fucking hoodie you want. It will be for those of you who do the kid the solid favor, the solid, solid supporting friend favor of leaving a five-star review along with a um, written review on iTunes. So for those of you that don't know, um, reviews are a great free way for you guys to help me get the podcast out to more eyes. So if you leave the kid a review, send me a screenshot. You can email a screenshot, the screenshot to dcarry at travelandshippodcast.com. This way I will have your email address and I'll know who to contact um, in terms of whom the winner is. Um, what was the other? What's going on to you guys that have joined me on the lives? I'm um, live on, what is this, the Instagrams right now. Um, so there is the 10% discount in the description box. Click that to join the mailing list for your uh, 10% code. There, I'm giving away a hoodie, hoodie of your choice, whether you want that tie-dye that all the, the kids is really liking, or you can choose your own color, size, all that jazz, and I'll ship it right to you. That is going to be won by leaving a review on iTunes for me. So I love the reviews on SoundCloud, love reviews on Spotify, but this giveaway in particular is for um, iTunes. So you have to send me um, a screenshot of you you know, submitting the, of the review that you leave just because I don't necessarily want you guys to leave y'all emails in the review just so randoms don't start emailing you stuff. And I don't want that. And I would also love to give a $25 gift card to my personal favorite nursery that I like to frequent Jordan's jungle. Um, and that can be obtained by filling out my listener survey. Some of you sweet, sweet gems have already filled out my listener survey and I appreciate y'all. My Nana even filled out the listener survey y'all. So that is proof to you that it's actually quick. Like I say, it is, it's really not, um, long at all. It just gives me a better idea of who is actually listening to the podcast, what types of things you're interested in, and it also allows me to pitch brands a little bit better in terms of sponsorship for the show. So those are the fun little things and shit 
that I have to um, give away for you guys in celebration of two years. I am really, really excited about the introduction of the um, intro music. Shout out to Abe. Um, Really, really dope artist. You guys can holler at him at, hey, what's up, Terry? You guys can holler at him on Instagram. Instagram. He is Abe dot is able it's abe is able or abe dot is dot able either way it's um he's wildly 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 talented guys so absolutely hit him up and let him know how you feel about the theme song so um oh about the theme song i have more than one and i love them all so much i'm not sure which one i want to use so each week for the next couple of weeks, I will be introducing a new song and I would really love if you guys could let me know which one you are really fucking with the hardest. So send me an email, dcarry at travelandshippodcast.com and let me know which theme song you want to keep as the travel and shit song. So um, I'm really looking forward to uh, that. And again, guys, thank you for two years. I appreciate y'all love. I appreciate y'all support. And if you would like to continue to support the kid, I would absolutely love if you would participate in getting one of those giveaways that I have suggested. So I alluded to it last week, um, but I had more that I wanted to get into. Again, thank you to Dare for joining me um, and really discussing what is happening in Nigeria with the NSARS movement. And I had, you know, mentioned that being a global citizen has quite a few layers to it, right? And that's kind of what I am absolutely going to jump in in um, today's episode. So, first of all, let me move my notes over because I'm telling y'all, I these notes really come through. They be clutch and keeps me... I guess it's my GPS for my rabbit holes because y'all know I'm a fall down them, but this at least helps me get back on track. So let's start with the idea of what being a global citizen actually is. I personally don't think that the title of global citizen belongs strictly to travelers. We live in the world of this is a digital world. Welcome to the fucking future. Anybody can call anybody in the world. We can text. We can email. We we have so many ways of communicating with people um, that aren't in our immediate communities. So I don't think now that someone is necessarily a global citizen just because they've been someplace else. In my opinion, my humble little brown girl opinion, I think that anybody that makes themselves available to in um, justing information and really taking in in a sense of concern that is driving you to action can be considered a global citizen. Um, people that got you, Terry, people that um, have families that live outside of the country, people that have um, you know, good friends that may have moved abroad for school, work, marriage, whatever their reasoning being, you don't lose those ties just because you're not in immediate proximity to them. So imagine being from 
where, I don't know, being from California, if you're from Oakland, first place that came to mind, you from Oakland and you decide to move to New York for work or whatever the case may be. And all of a sudden now you are in New York for six years and you are no longer a, you know, resident of where you're from, but you're still part of that area. You always going to rep Oakland. Like, I don't give a fuck where I live. I'm always repping Queens. I'm always a New Yorker. I'm always from where I'm from. So that's not going to change. And I think that that same connection that you have to where you're from, um, like extends beyond someplace that you live. It just it incorporates your sensibilities. It really includes the places that you are concerned about, the places that um, give you a reason to care about what's happening. And because, again, of the digital age that we're in, that can be anywhere. So I don't think that being a global citizen is just the responsibility of people who like to travel. People who like to travel, however, um, do have the unique opportunity to have a firsthand experience of different places that give them a different connection to places around the world. So I had an incredible, incredible time in Cartagena and the people that I met there have given me a sense that I will always have some piece of the people there that I can still connect to. I still am able to get in contact with them. I, we still check in with each other. We still, you know, respond to each other's messages and those kinds of experiences and connections. I don't think are for naught. Like, I don't think that they don't mean anything. Um, we all have our online friends that absolutely shout us out, support us and love us down. And though being that you don't necessarily have to have a physical connection to people um, to be connected to them. I really absolutely truly believe that the connections that I've made through my travels will, as long as you, you know, continue to pour into them, can continue on for as long as niggas care about how other people are doing. So thank you. I, um, and hi Manny, how are you? Um, I don't know if you ever go by Manny, but I just feel like Manny is a relatively easy short for Emmanuel. So what's up? Um, and thank you for your commentary when I reached out last time. Um, so global citizen, all y'all, we're all global citizens. I just want those of you who are listening who may not necessarily be avid travelers, like if you've never left yet, or if you've been to just a, you know, what you consider a handful of countries, don't think that this, you know, conversation um, is not for you. So wanted to start there. In terms of being that type of citizen, and in terms of having an interest in places outside of your immediate community, I've kind of wondered how travelers decide to participate in the communities and the cultures that they, I don't want to just say visit because when you visit someplace, you don't just, you know, like you visit the Met, you visit the zoo, you know, but when you're in a different country, you you do more than just show up and look around. You actively take from those communities when you are there. So 
Hey, Gabby. You actively take from those communities while you're there. So I would absolutely hope that for any of you, at least that listen to this podcast, that it is within your sensibilities to want to contribute back to these uh, communities. So when you're traveling, who are you booking your tours with? Who are you booking your transportation with? Who are you staying with while you're visiting these destinations? I personally like to... um, Look into, not look into in terms of do like a background check or no wild shit like that. Although it's not that far-fetched of an idea to do. Um, The people that I'm staying with, if I am looking to choose between like seven different properties in in a location. And if I can absolutely rent with a person of color, that's where I'm going to go. That's who I'm going to pour my money into. When I'm looking to, um, you know, book a tour. I absolutely would try to book a tour with a person of color, even if now, of course, it becomes what you would assume to be easy to do in a country that has a predominantly um, a what do you call it? A community of people of color. Like if I'm going to say, um, I don't know, say I go to Jamaica, you would assume that it's just easy to book with people of color. But keep in mind that just not every Jamaican is of color. You know what I'm saying? And people from other countries will go to countries and start businesses or continue businesses. So the money that you're spending isn't necessarily always with a person of color. And it's not to say that spending money with white folks is, you know, the devil and it's found it's frowned upon and all that jazz. No, what I'm saying is make an effort. If you so desire, far be it from me to tell you what the fuck to do with your bread. But if these are things that matter to you, these are things that should be relatively simple for you to decide to do. Simple is relative. If you've got a ton of options at your disposal or if you're going to an environment where um, your dollar carries really far or if your currency, if you will, carries really far, you've got the power to choose who you want to spend with. And I absolutely um do not always spend with people of color. Let me be clear about that. I will always choose to book uh, based on what my money is best spent on in terms of this is actually something that I'm interested in. This is actually something that I've wanted to do in this area. I'm not saying just to book with people because they are black or brown, but when you've got six options for who to rent a yacht from, unless one of them is giving you a price that you really can't like that the, the it's out of the question to not spend. Like if we're talking about like a $25, $50 difference between two and you want to spend that extra with someone that looks like you by all means go for it. But if you ain't got the bread to do it, or if they're asking for $200 more than the other service provider, then bruh sense, you know what I mean? Sense always comes into play, but being a global citizen for me, means that you are actively participating in communities outside of your own. Just if, And then additionally, if you're not in a location, you can still participate in that community. For example, when you leave and you go back home, consider following the social media accounts of the, um, the merchants and the um, businesses that you frequent while you're there. Once you... My dad just texted me. Apparently my mom made soup. A meal is a meal. Thanks, dad. 
Thanks, Mom. So, um, and hey, y'all, this is your little shout out because they always listen to the episodes. So when you come back, follow their Instagram, follow their YouTube channel or whatever the case may be is. Make sure that you share those references with your people, with your network, so that when your friends go to these countries, they're also able to contribute back to the um, the the ecosystems and the economies of the communities that may not necessarily get uh, all the tourist dollars. Like if you're going to a resort, how much do you think, unless you're doing the research to figure it out, then by all means, God bless you for wanting to do all of that damn work. But when you go and stay at a resort, how much of that money that you're spending at the resort is contributing to the community that the resort is actually in? Um, are you staying at a small boutique hotel and perhaps they, you know, employ and hire or contribute in some other way to the people that live in that area? When you, some of us are actually type A. I know I have a cousin, shout out to Sheree. She's very uh, type A and has tons of spreadsheets, color coordinates, everything, and really does a um, deep dive into the places that she's going. Some of us just show up because our friends are going there. Some of us just use recommendations from people that we find online. And there's no wrong or right way in how you travel. But this is something that you can always consider adding to your list of shit to look into. You know, I personally like staying at Airbnbs, I've said before, because I feel more part of the community that I'm staying in. When I walk out of a home, like a house or an apartment building, I don't feel as one as much of a target because I feel like if anybody's trying to, um, you know, um, take advantage of travelers, the easiest place to find them is at a fucking hotel. Now, not to say that everybody coming out of the hotel is some random tourist because I'm certain we've all visited different. Um, I mean, no, not all of us, but it's not a far fetched idea to think that you might do a staycation or it's not a far fetched uh, thing to think that you may book an accommodation someplace that's outside of your immediate neighborhood, but still in an area that you're familiar with. Like if you're from New York and then you move to Virginia and you come back to visit people in New York and you don't want to stay at your grandma's house, you might book a fucking hotel, shit like that. So there are alternative views to be had. However, me personally, I like to be able to walk out of a house and feel like as long as I don't open my fucking mouth, nobody has to know that I'm not visiting uh, friends, family, or that I'm just not from here. I also tend to think that, and I am happy to be wrong, but I also tend to think that it's possible for, um, what do you call it? Like, I don't want to say wait staff, but like for staff at the hotel to kind of just, oh, here we go. We have a solo female. She's here alone. She's staying on the fifth floor. Radio to whomever or text whoever. Like, I don't trust a lot of people. And, um, you know, it's not that hotel staff is out to get you, but it's a thought. And it's something that I think. And because of my personal ch- decisions in um, how I choose to, um, how I choose my accommodations. That's another thing that's in the back of my mind in hotels. So I would prefer to stay at an Airbnb. That's my call on that. So I know that when I'm booking, that I'm looking to 
book with someone that actually lives in the community because that's another thing. Just because it's an Airbnb at somebody's house that's in a foreign country or in another area or whatever doesn't necessarily mean that that person even lives in the country. There are plenty of Americans or plenty of foreigners that will purchase properties outside of where they live or just not live on the property and just use them as income properties. And there's nothing really wrong with it, but um, I know that I did an episode. I want to say it's in the 80s. I'm not certain, but... One of my cousins is actually an Airbnb host and she did, we had a really great conversation about that whole era where Airbnb was going through a lot of litigation about people that were, you know, just purchasing a lot of really cheap properties and then flipping them as income. And it really became an issue for people that wanted to rent in neighborhoods um, and Airbnb, people were doing Airbnbs and they were saying that it was causing the rent to spike and, you can Google that, but I know that I personally feel as if I'm doing more for the community that I'm visiting when I take the extra second to ask or to read the um, description of the host to see how many properties do they own. Do they look like they're just, you know what I mean? Like you can kind of get a sense of where the properties are, like if they're like a condo in a, a building or if they a lot of times will make note, we, you know, live nearby um, our children. We renting out like our children's home because they, you know, move someplace else to rent. And we, you know, manage the property from our home nearby. I think that was the case at the place that I stayed in um, Cuba. But I absolutely would prefer to rent from someone that is of the community that I'm visiting as opposed to somebody that lives someplace else and is just using this as, you know, an income property and has no ties to the destination. So that is another personal decision that I make and it is worth a consideration for those of you um, that want to contribute to the communities that you're visiting while you're there. Also, something as small as just buying from small vendors as opposed to like or um, and by small vendors, I'm also including mom and pop um, restaurants going to, um, you know, stores that are smaller in nature and not necessarily large supermarkets or so. If you really just want something um, out of the way, bag of chips, some water, if you can't do the, you know, ice or running water and you need to buy bottled water or whatever the case may be is. There are a lot of, when you can go small, when you have a purchasing decision, when you've got the power of the, the dollar, because we're American, when you've got the power of where your money gets to go, consider making it go back into the community that you're taking from you're you know using their resources don't forget that a lot of some of consider the third world countries that you go to where certain things are in limited supply right you have not every country has electricity that runs all the time if you're staying in a house that's got more than one unit consider that you're not the only person using the water and that you're taking the from the water supply with your long American shower or your really great hot American shower that people in that building also have to pull from. I know that that was something that was left in the commentary for uh, when I stayed in Rome. They made it a point to say that the water heater um, 
or like the water tank or something about the water, it really was an issue where all the units in this building were connected to it. So keep it in mind, don't really do like, you know, take while be considerate with your water usage. So things like that. I really think that if you want to say that you care or if that's something that you want to start doing, make those little choices that show that you're not a complete asshole. You know what I mean? You're not the only person there. You are in someone else's everyday space. You're there for a temporary amount of time. And I personally, I work in Manhattan and the most frustrating thing to me is the slow tourist walk. Like, do that on on the side of the like be closer to an a far extreme. Don't do this in the middle of the fucking sidewalk. Don't drag your suitcase and stop and be totally amazed by all the views and things around you. Do that on the side. You this isn't your sidewalk. This is everyone's sidewalk. So little things like that. Throw your trash out. You know, just the same considerations you would appreciate someone extending to you by them visiting your home are absolutely the same things that you have that you can I would I won't say have to but these are absolutely the same things that you can extend to the people in the communities that you are um, able to spend in so hi special person um let me see what else do I have in here Oh, another thing, if you notice that you have um, one of, say, for example, I'm going to use the company that I booked in Cuba for. So when I was in Cuba, the, I'm trying to remember, Afro-Cuban Roots is who I booked a, for lack of better words, it was like, um, I don't want to say a Santeria experience, but it was educational and we did so many other things. But a major tenant of it was explaining um, Afro-Caribbean religions and spirituality. And we had wildly incredible time. I talk about that in a past um, episode. If they're selling T-shirts, buy a fucking T-shirt. If they're selling mugs, buy a mug. If you start following them on social media after the fact, like when you get back home and you see they're selling something, order one. If they're shipping international, show some love. I mean, these, especially during COVID, when these vendors cannot necessarily operate the same way that they used to, or if you know that they aren't receiving as much traffic because people aren't really able to travel like that anymore, consider different ways that you're able to support them during this difficult time. You could absolutely buy some merch from them. You can absolutely, um, like I said, continue to share their message. Like Dara said last week, um, we're not asking you to do anything but share our message at this point. It's not going to um, change the world in a bubble. If you are able to share their message with your immediate network, imagine if people in your network decided to share the same message with people in their network. I think a lot of times a lot of us decide for ourselves that our singular voice doesn't matter. And as... I don't want to say as true as it may be, but as easy as it is to see proof, I was doing air quotes if you're not watching, as easy as is 
easy as it is to see proof that our voice doesn't matter, I think that if we allow ourselves to, we're also able to see proof that it does. One voice doesn't have to be just one voice. It Imagine you've seen all of the, what do you call it? When you look at your own timeline, you are one set of eyes and you are getting the messaging from all of those people. Every once in a while, something clicks. Every once in a while, some shit hits and it's like, oh, okay, this is cute. You save it or you share it or you DM it to your people or you show your boyfriend or you, um, I don't know, you, you just tell somebody. You're one voice. And if that person decided that they didn't want to post it or if that one person decided that, oh, this joke isn't funny enough or this story isn't good enough to share or eh, I don't really like the way this po- this picture looks or you know what? This is a little bit private. I'm not going to share this in this um, caption. Then a lot of things get lost in the sauce because every a lot of people tend to think that their one voice doesn't matter. But we can also look back on, um, you know, different I don't want to say historical examples because I can't think of one right now that I could give you (laughs) that would prove my point. But if you think about it, I'm certain you can think of what was it? Was it Tevin Campbell? He sang that song once. I think the name of the song was one song. And I if I were home, if I were not on like if I'm not recording a podcast, I would absolutely sing it if I were just speaking to you individually. I would sing the song for you, but I ain't going to do that. I don't want to embarrass myself. That being said, one voice doesn't have to be ineffective. You just have to think that your message matters enough that, fuck it, I'm going to give it a try. I'm one voice, but here you are listening to the fucking podcast. You're listening to my one voice. And imagine if I decided that my voice didn't matter. Y'all wouldn't be so ridiculously happy and excited and like, you know, entertained and just have the kid in your airwaves and all that shit every week. Right. Because it don't matter. So hello to all of you that have joined the kid on the Instagrams. Welcome. Welcome. Um, So, yes, consider that your one voice does actually fucking matter and share share the messaging from people that are not necessarily in your immediate community, but have become part of your community because of your travels. So let's see, that was the one point. Social media didn't merge, sharing content, leaving, not all support needs to, oh yeah, not all support needs to be financial. Reviews matter. The same way I asked you guys to leave a review for the podcast in the beginning so that you, you, yes, you can have the chance to win a hoodie of your choice um, the same shit, Matt, it, it clicks for other businesses. When you look for an excursion to book, how many of you don't read the reviews? Right. You read the reviews. So the same way you read the reviews for these excursions that you're trying to spend money on, leave a fucking review. Do that favor of showing that support back, especially if you had a mediocre It's a great fucking time. Now, if you had a bad time, I mean, I would say reach out to the merchant first. I would say reach out to the person that provided the service to see if they can rectify whatever the issue was first before you, you know, rush to just leave some kind of derogatory or negative feedback. Only because consider that these are people's livelihood and 
in certain areas or in certain instances, you could really put a dent in it for something that may be a superficial reason. You know what I mean? Like just consider your sensibilities and what you're expecting. Um, Also consider what kind of glasses are you wearing? Are you wearing first world glasses and expecting first world treatment or first world, um, uh, shit, the word was just here, first world um, accommodations in a country that's not a first world country. You see what I'm saying? Like, don't expect that you are going to have um, a, a really smooth ride if you're in an area, if you know that you have to travel someplace off the beaten path. You know what I mean? Like, don't have your complaint. Oh, it was really beautiful, you know, scenery, but the ride was a little bumpy. Yeah, because they don't have paved fucking roads. You knew this. You know what I mean? Like, you understand, you have to understand the area that you're in. You can't expect, you know, marble countertops and the the best water pressure that money can buy if you're in a neighborhood that doesn't have that. You know what I mean? So consider the lens that you are um, reviewing your experience from, if you will. That being said, leave a review. If you've had some sort of experience that was less than stellar, reach out to the merchant first and see if they can resolve it for you. If not, if you did have a good time, make sure to put that in there. I know that I personally always look for reviews from people that look like me, especially when it's something, um, especially my accommodations. I want to know if the person that you booked from left a good taste in your mouth because I don't want to stay in some, I'm a very big energy person. I believe in energies. Now I don't always find reviews from black folk because of many different reasons. I would assume either somebody black that stayed there didn't leave a review or somebody black that, um, you know, or maybe nobody black has ever stayed there before. I don't fucking know. However, my point is I read reviews I make my decisions based on reviews so me being a woman of color and a solo traveler that's another good point especially if you're a solo traveler please leave reviews because other solo travelers if you're new to solo traveling or if you've just never had to consider how important reviews are I don't know what your reasoning behind not using reviews would be but I know that I am not the only person that absolutely uses reviews to make their decision as to where they're going to stay, what company they're going to spend money with, and, you know, what options they're going to choose with the different um, experiences or excursions that they book just for the little, little quirks that, you know, solos have to kind of deal with. Like, what was the seating issue like? Um, Depending on the type of excursion, did you end up having to pay more to book it did you um you know in staying there is it easy to note that you know the walkability is great and since it's just me and you know crime is eh, in the area I felt safe coming as a solo woman I felt safe saying staying here and walking around the neighborhood at night um Little things like that. I absolutely look through the reviews for commentary like that, um, especially when it comes to accommodations in terms of how solo women felt, um, you know, being out and about in the neighborhoods. I'm looking for, you know, little things like, ah, you know, the neighbors made me feel a little uncomfortable. Okay, we're going to scroll past this one. 
or, um, you know, everything being really close and nearby made it easy for me to carry groceries or because there's just me, I didn't want to carry my, um, uh, like my host was really great at helping me with my bags because there's an incredible incline, whatever the fuck it is. I'm looking for those reviews, especially from solo women, so that I have a better sense of whether or not this is going to be a good fit for me and the way that I travel. So I say all that to say, absolutely leave your reviews because not only does it help other travelers, but it also shows support to the people that you are booking and spending your money with. This allows other people to make the easy decision to continue to spend with them. So that is... Something that I wanted to note. Let's see. Also, shout them out on other platforms. So one of the places that I personally go to for uh, travel recommendations is Facebook groups. I've had um, a lot of really good luck in getting good information from them. But I've also gotten a lot of great information from Nomadness. I want to say that it was probably, I mean, you know, they've got Facebook, they've got emails, uh, they send, you know, like a newsletter, and they also have Instagram. I personally get a lot of information from Instagram. I will absolutely search hashtags. I will search the city name. I will look those things up on different platforms, especially YouTube. And also, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely absolutely go to YouTube and look for random people doing like a vlog about their trip to a certain destination so that I can see whether or not this is someplace that has things that um, appeal to my sensibilities, appeal to my interests and, you know, have things that I can afford to do. And in terms of just accessibility are nearby where I'm deciding that I want to stay. So, you don't have to just put it on, like, don't put it just in one space. Decide that you want to tag it or have it so that it's accessible from different areas. Again, not just for other travelers, but because this is an easy way for you to really just help with the ecosystem of people that are offering their services to travelers. A lot of people don't have Facebook, I'm, I'm seeing. Like, I know, um, at least in my 35 and, you know, my friends aged in that demographic, a lot of them are just like not over, they just over Facebook and I get it. But if you decide that Facebook isn't your flow, then there's absolutely other places that you can look for information on traveling. And these, I'll just keep calling them merchants and vendors, will absolutely appreciate you sharing their information other places. Like if you're able to... um within safety, you know, keep safety in mind. Like don't geotag where you're at when you're there. Don't, you know, necessarily tag the store that you're currently shopping at and shit like that. But, you know, if you can make sure that you note where certain things are, if you note the city that the restaurant that you're raving about is in, keep those kind of things in mind so that you can keep word of, because word of mouth is king anybody country. Word of mouth always is a heavy, you know, um, a heavy motivator in making decisions. So free, it's free. Now, it will cost you time or it may cost you energy to have the conversation or to create the post or whatever the fuck you, you know, how you want to um, 
share the message, but it's not necessarily costing you money. It's a free and easy way for you to continue to contribute to the communities that you've visited and make it so that other people are aware that you receive good service in these areas and that they too can get that type of service should they be back in the area. Uh, let's see what Amon says. To support someone or a business on your social media platforms and to leave a comment or a review is priceless. Yes, I personally have found um, a ton of people to spend money with on social media. Social media. It's there. Ow. Hey, boo. One of my favorite makeup artists just jumped on. Telemade Faces. What's up, Felicia? Uh, let's see. What other, what other points that I have to make here? Make it... Um, Ooh, this is one that I am um, currently still working on. I have it here. Make it easy for yourself. Find an org that supports multiple initiatives and support them. So the first thing that, of course, comes to mind is like Red Cross. Because there are so many things that happen in the world, it's not fair to think that you're going to be able to keep up with all the things. I don't know about y'all. But I can't even keep up with, you know, what's going on with everybody in my family. I don't remember how old most of my little nieces and nephews are. And I don't remember when most of these babies' birthdays are. Love them all. I promise you, Auntie Dana does. I just don't know how old you are, baby. Nor do I remember when your birthday is. But... That being said, it's like there's so many things in our own lives that we have to keep up with in terms of it just being ease of life for regular life. So it's one of those things where although important to consider, you also have to give yourself grace. You can't do it all. Um, Shout out to best friend Delnot. One of her quote, one of my favorite quotes that she's put into my space is I can do anything but I can't do everything and absolutely the same here you can't do everything so make it easy for yourself by trying to align with or um, finding different resources that you know that you can trust the information from so that you can stay up to date with news and and also you're one person you're not um, a media outlet These outlets have dozens, hundreds, or however large it is, number of people that are working for them that are sourcing all this info, that are doing all of the research. And in terms of research, if you're going to share a post or if you're going to, um, you know, retweet or whatever, in however form you do it, if you're going to share it, do do a little bit of checking, do a little bit of research. I personally have a peeve, uh, personal pet peeve when people share missing persons information without checking to see if the person's been found or not. Um, most outlets will update the original post. So especially if you're sharing a post from uh, a media outlet, like let's say you're sharing a post from News Channel 7 and you saw it and your heart absolutely goes out to that family and you would just want to do your part. But 
before you click share, click on the link. It'll always tell you right under that first picture or right above that first picture found or, you know, it, it will tell you whether or not there's been an update. And then if you don't see that the person's been found or, you know, that they've passed or whatever the situation is, then decide to share. But personal peeve, when people share without doing research and then don't say that they didn't do research. I always note whether or not I read something or not, or I've done my own digging around just to, you know, be fair to whomever is reading the article. So let me say that. That being said, give yourself grace. You are not a media outlet. You don't have the same access that a lot of these um, outlets do. So if for some reason you find that you can't keep up with the news that happens all around the world every single day in all the different countries with all the different conflicts in all of the disenfranchised uh, communities around the world, because you fucking can't, don't beat yourself up. Know that it's something that you are interested in sharing your voice with or um, spending some of your time looking into. Not that you got to have to, you know, not that you have to, hey, Shari, not that you have to pencil in 20 minutes out of your day every day to do this. But I'm saying if you subscribe to a newsletter or if you subscribe to a mailing list or follow an account that you know is good with their information and information that you trust again personally I'm and I'm I don't work with no madness at all they don't you know sponsor anything um yet (laughs) um you know the kid is here um but yeah no I just love the platform I love that I love the work that they do and I've um met a lot of really great um different travelers through that platform in different forms. And I personally do like getting their newsletter and I've found a wealth of information from the platform. So that's why I personally use them as a reference quite often. So make it easy for yourself. Find an outlet that you trust that will continuously give you information about things that are happening around the world. Actually, when Apple News, because I'm seeing my phone, When they send that Apple News thing every once in a while, I actually open it the fuck up and look at what's going on. If something happens in the world and I don't know anything about it, I click it, read it. You know what I mean? You're not going to know everything. So don't think that you're supposed to know everything. But when you find something that you don't know and it strikes a chord of some sort, see if there's anything you could do to fucking help. A lot of it, again, is for the free. If you would like the world to be there for you to explore, it would probably behoove you or I'd say it would be an equitable exchange. Um, Is karmetic? I don't know if that's a word, but it would, I guess, be. I'm doing the circle motion in the air here. It's. It would follow in my train of thought here, follow me, that if you want something to be there for you to use, that it can only benefit you should you pour into that thing being able to be there. 
So if you want the world to be your oyster, if you want the world to be available to you to explore and to, you know, meet people and leave a part of yourself in and take some from, you know, around the globe, that it would make sense that you should have some international sensibilities. Care about the world so the world cares about you when you're in it, right? In a nutshell. What else did I have on this list? Um... Ooh, here's a good one. So um, checking in and honor the voices of the people in an area. If you hear of something happening in a region you visited, check in with the folks that live there that you've met. So I can't say that I have best friends all over the world, but I've met some really, really dope people in a lot of different fucking places. And I know that if I hear of something that ha- happens in Norway, God forbid there is, you know, some kind of catastrophe or something um, that happens there, I know that I can check in with my Airbnb host that's over there because she was so fucking, you know, exquisite. She was incredible, hands down top three hosts that I've had. And I know that if something happens in, say, um, Bali, um, Shifa that I met actually in Amsterdam doesn't live too far from Bali. So I can absolutely check in with her. Hey girl, are you okay? Is your family okay? You know what I mean? You're there in the area. You may not be in the exact city, but you may know of resources that are there that are more reputable than maybe something that I'm seeing on Facebook or something that I'm seeing on, ooh, this website looks credible, but I'm not too sure. You're there. What do the people need? I know that when there is, um, say, like a hurricane in New Orleans, because that's always the first place I think of when I think of hurricanes, I'm reaching out to Angie. I'm hitting her up. Sis, you good. What What's going on out there? How can I help? Or do you know of a way that I can help? Is there an organization that you can see that's actively there making sure that the people that need services are getting services? Because we've all heard how, you know, larger industry or corporations don't necessarily give their money to the people that they say they're giving their money to. Um, Yes, I do check in on my foreign friends. I like to keep in contact with them, not like an everyday kind of thing. But if you follow them on Instagram, comment, DM them, check in. How are you doing? What's new with you? Even people that um, live in the States, I like to make sure that, you know, I don't just scroll past their photos. I like to comment. I like to, you know, let them know, hey, girl, I remember you. You're still cool. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. So that's just me. I enjoy doing those things. Uh, Let me do two things. Ooh, here's a good one. So here's a fun one. I'll make this the last one just because I feel like this might um, drag. Performative allyship. I don't know if I brought it up in the last episode, but here we go. So. First of all, black lives matter. They always matter. Black trans lives matter. They always matter. And black lives, uh, trans lives matter all around the world. So what is really interesting, I'll say, is how we've, and by we I mean black folks, 
we've, and I'm certain non-blacks have also noticed, um, a couple months ago, I don't know if it was June or so, when the black squares were happening, uh, we've all seen the different hashtags, say their names, say her name. Um, We've seen a ton of them at this point, right? And we've also seen how companies have pledged to do their part and how they have made it their mission to do their uh, best to actively correct things within their own walls, blah, 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 blah. And then we hear nothing. And then it seems as if their feeds go back to normal. And, you know, those of us that happen to be black every day, wonder where where that same where that energy went you know what I mean so the whole idea of keeping that same energy um we've noted it we've mentioned it we've seen it we've felt it right but consider consider that same I guess investment in or that same concern that you may have noticed in non-blacks or um, non-people of color, the question that you ask when you see them posting about Black Lives Matter or, you know, in some reference to being an ally, that same kind of question or concern you may have about how thorough that messaging is or how consistent the messaging is Apply that same lens to you and the activism that you do. So, you know, if you look at other people and say that, you know, you, where's that? Like you, you, you showed up on Tuesday and now it's only two Tuesdays later and there's there's no mention or there's no I don't feel the support it feels fake or you've said that you are putting x y and z in places of authority within this company yet I don't see their names listed in any of the um, mailing list or newsletter um, commentaries or you know the pieces of information that you're disseminating I don't see them in you know, the magazine that I'm reading, you're saying that you're hiring these people, but I'm not seeing black photographers that are being used in your content. That same lens that you're using to, um, I don't want to say, what's the word I'm looking for? Shit, it's right there. I feel like I got to read more because I'm losing my words so quickly. I've never really been a retentive person. I've had a shit memory for all of my life, but damn, if I feel like I knew more words at one point, but if you're looking, if you're, if you're judging these accounts, if you're judging these other people, consider turning that lens on yourself. When you post about something that is happening in another country, we've all seen the Facebook, um, profile pictures get, um, we've all seen the profile pictures get you know, that filter put on it, or you put the, um, the, like the little vote now or just we've seen it we've seen it we repost we add a hashtag but does our own energy continue so look at nsars now 
right? That's the, the newest hashtag right now that the first thing that comes to mind for me. Where does the follow through happen? Do you check? Do you continue to check in on your Nigerian friends? Do you continue to ask them how they're doing? Do you continue to follow the hashtag and see if anything's changed? Do you continue to check in with the accounts that you've found have been more vocal about what's going on? Do you continue to check in to see if anything has changed or do you follow up? Do you, you know, read more articles? Do you do more research? And I'm not asking to, you know, demonize anybody. I'm not asking to um, harshly um, criticize anyone. But it's, this is just to put the thought in your mind. Make this something that you consider. The same way you look at whether or not someone else is being performative, consider that you may be also being performative yourself. So I don't have all the answers. I just ask a lot of questions. And I got a lot of fucking ideas because I got a lot of stuff going on up there. And that's one of the things that I personally know that I want to do better with. And that's follow through. Right. Like I can't necessarily pick up and go to every, um, you know, community meeting. I can't personally pick up. You can't do it all. I can't go to every um, rally or protest or I can't financially contribute to every cause that may tug at a heartstring. I can't personally write a letter to every senator in every city where someone is victimized. But what I can do is stand steadfast in the activism that I do participate in, and I can also give myself grace to realize that even if I only mention something one time that I continue to be the type of person that seeks change in the world. So whether or not you post something on social media every fucking week or whether or not you consistently post six different posts on one topic, like what is the gauge that really lets you know whether or not somebody actually cares? Is it the number of times they post? Is it how much money they tell you they spent contributing to these organizations? Or is it the work that they do when you're minding your business and they're minding their business? It's not always about what you post. And also consider that a lot of people do take seriously the whole not posting something that they haven't done the research on. A lot of people keep their mouths quiet until they know exactly what they're going to be commenting on. And that's fair. That may not be your situation, but that's you, you, you've got to leave space to consider that that's the way somebody else feels about a matter. And back to the whole one voice thing. Even if nobody sees your post, even if, you know, you don't feel like you've got, all right, so I'm going to batch these three posts so that I can post it and it's not just the one time that I'm posting it. You got to let that kind of go. And it sounds a little contradictory, but hear me out. So you can't necessarily do things for, so for, 
Okay. Pause. Pretend I didn't just say the last, like, two seconds. Performative means that there's no authentic intention behind it. Performative is just you're putting on the show. It's just for looks. It's just for appearances. And you don't actually mean the shit. But if you actually mean it, if you post about something but then never come back to it, but you actually meant it, is it performative? Does it not get the message out? It's kind of like that whole argument where you have um, people that will record themselves doing a good act, right? Like somebody that decides to give money to someone that is homeless or to feed someone that is on the street asking for uh, money or food and you record it and you share it and you know, the person is happy and you feel good, but then you've got that demographic of the audience that says, well, why did you need to film it? But then you also have that demographic that says, damn, that made me feel good or damn, look at the way that person is responding to their good fortune, whether or not it be um, publicized or recorded or not, this person's reaction is still good. So the person is still benefiting from it, right? And somebody else has been motivated to do the same or someone else has been motivated to do good in some fashion. So even though you may not necessarily agree with the post or you may not feel that that one post was enough or you may feel that that one post was too much, the two things remain that someone benefited from it and they're really happy about it and somebody else was inspired by it to do good as well. So consider that even though you feel like, damn, I I need more information or I don't know if I can afford to financially contribute to this issue or... I don't know if, you know, this is something that I have the mental capacity to look back at again, because that's a thing as well. You kind of want to pay attention to your own triggers and know what kind of things you don't need to continuously, you know, throw into your, your personal energy realm if you will that's the world that's the word that's coming to me right now like you don't need to continuously repeat certain messaging in your mind you know I know I personally do not watch videos of police brutality I can't watch it I don't want to see my people victimized period miss me with it I don't want to see anyone getting shot I don't want to see anyone getting beat up I don't like watching I don't I I don't watch them Because I know that my spirit don't need it. But that's not to say that I won't share the message another way. That's not to say that I won't um, find a different way to um, engage with the incident at my own level of activism. That being said, consider that just because it looks performative doesn't necessarily mean that all of it is. And if it is, has good still come of it? So at what point does the good negate the action? 
whether or not somebody posts something once and never mentions it again, or they post it and you don't see them speak about it again, does that mean that it's not happening or that the sharing of the message didn't do what it was intended to do? And by intended, we mean that in the sense that it was actually done for an authentic and good reason, not just for clout or not just for attention. But when messages are shared and in the intent being, you know, that someone is made aware of something that's wrong or someone is, you know, given information about something wrong that is happening. If somebody was inspired to do something about it or if someone now has this awareness in their psyche and in their space so that they're then able to, you know, take action that they are comfortable with in terms of their scale of activism. How bad is it? So just a couple of things to leave you all with in terms of the conversation of being a global citizen and doing our own personal part in, you know, being citizens of the world, people that are of the world in a lot of different ways. Because like I said, when I started, you don't have to travel to be a global citizen. Global citizenship to me, in my singular brown girl opinion, doesn't necessarily mean that you, you know, have to physically be in a locale. You just have to be of the world. You have to care about the world that you exist in because the world isn't just your block, right? The world is because of our communication abilities is right here in front of you. Your your block is my block, is her block, is their block. We can all be in contact with each other. We all understand the logistics and we all understand that I'm not being very literal in this sense. But the point is, we are all of the world because of the the technology that is in our reach. I know there are a bunch of y'all in different countries that listen to the podcast. Y'all don't live in the United States, but you listen to this American girl talk about her opinions on travel. We're a community now. So we don't have to have known each other. We don't have to be in the same room with each other. We don't have to be in the same country. We don't have to be on the same block. We don't have to be anywhere. We don't even have to speak the same language. We don't have to say, well, we do, because this is the only one I understand. So there's that. But my point is, we can, um, you've got, what do you call it? Um, when you read it, subtitles. You can watch a movie from anywhere in the world with subtitles. You can listen to music in any language and still appreciate it. And that just goes to my point. We can be as engaged as we want to. And if you decide that you want to lend your voice or lend your ear to a message, go right ahead and do so. Don't be um, turned off or don't be misguided by the idea that one voice may not make a difference. I am one person. I do this podcast. You're listening to the podcast. So you made it what an hour and 10 minutes into this bitch with me. So if you listen this far, one voice matters. Do what you can with what you have. You don't have to necessarily, you know, change the world overnight. You just have to consist consistently do your part to be good in the world. I think that 
Happy people don't hurt people. Again, not being literal here, we know what happens. But the point is, if we all do our part to, in some small ways, just continuously add to the ecosystem of taking care of one another and showing support to one another, it will absolutely ripple effect into the larger um, the the larger scheme of things. So without rambling and, drone, and droning on even more, I, I think I've pretty much got my point across. So I appreciate y'all coming through this week. Don't forget that I've got the giveaways for y'all to participate in. If you'd like a 10% discount on travel and shit merch, go to the description of whatever platform, description of this episode and whatever platform you listen to. And in celebration of two years, I'm giving 10% off of travel and shit merch. And if you would like to win the hoodie of your church of your choice, and that's a travel and shit hoodie, let's not get carried away. Y'all, if you want a travel and shit hoodie for the free, I'm going to send it to you. If you'd like a hoodie, I would absolutely love if you can leave me a review on iTunes and just email me a screenshot of you leaving the review. Not, I don't need like a picture of you leaving, holding your phone and leaving the review. Just screenshot the review that you left so that I will have your email address so that I can contact you because I don't want to ask you to put your email address in the review. So just send that to me at dcarry, D-C-A-R-R-I-E, at travelandshitpodcast.com so that I can enter you in a chance to win your hoodie. And I will do, and also if you want the $25 gift card to Jordan's Jungle, at this point, it's too cold to grow new shit, but you can always buy new shit. So I'm still buying plants and I have one more $25 gift card from the good folks over at Jordan's Jungle to share with you guys in order to win that one. I just need you to complete my listener survey. And that is also in the description box of this episode. So if you would do that, I will, I'm thinking, let's do, this is what? the end of kind of the end of October. Um, it closes the, what's the last day of November, whatever the last day of November is. I'll announce the winner. It, it ends when November ends, whatever that is, 30 days, September, April, June, November, 30 days. So November 30th. And, um, I will announce it in the, um, first podcast for December. So it'll be a nice little Christmas gift that, um, you guys will receive. So except for the 10% off of the, merch when you sign up for that mailing list you get the you get it immediately so it'll be for the next four episodes that you can win the hoodie and the gift cards that you will have a cute little christmas um gift from me to you so i appreciate you guys for listening um that's it always remember that travel is more than vacation guys see you next week